Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusing.com. Bless you. Hmm, Satnam. These special moments here at Yoga West <clears throat> in which we can gather together even when we're not gathered together are so important <clears throat> in our collective community, which is what we're doing here. And there'll be a, an email coming out to all of you <clears throat> about our collective community and what, what it is that we want to create at Yoga West, because you are Yoga West. We are Yoga West. We are that, that birthplace of Kundalini Yoga in the industrialized West. There's a saying in Tibetan Buddhism that if the student does not become better than, greater than the teacher, then the teacher was worthless. But throughout history, that teaching mechanism has often carried what is known as ego. And throughout history, particularly the history of spirituality and religion, ego has gotten a very bad reputation. But actually, if you look at the term, the, the id, the id is that ego. It's the id entity, it's your identity. And so ego is what ego does. And you are not to fight ego, you are to form and focus ego because ego and your consciousness of self are the same. And so it's this consciousness of the self that allows you to take the omnipresent soul force, which is everywhere, and apply it to your individual lifetime, to your individual life. But if you notice, if you were to apply this only to your life and what your life needed and how your life mattered, and you ignored all of the other lives, whether it's trees or, or oceans or the air or the earth itself, 
or other people or other animals, then ego would not be a good thing. It would not be a benevolent thing. It would not be something that was bringing great benefit to life. We don't have an individual soul. It's like an electric light bulb. doesn't have individual electricity. It's part of the electrical grid. Life in its individual state is part of the soul grid, the grid of the soul force. And it's that consciousness or that ego that allows you to focus a portion of that soul force on the being and the body and the emotions and all of that that is you while still maintaining a recognition and a realization of the soul force and the fact that the soul force is doing everything and also to be able to bless others with your presence through the usage of your soul. It's like a light bulb doesn't just give light to you. It spreads light throughout the room. It may be your light bulb. You may have brought that light bulb into the room, but it lights up the whole room. Now, ego in its limited terms was about holding and consolidating, literally putting blinders on the light so that the light didn't shine for anyone else. It only shone for you. And in that way, one would think that, okay, it's only shining for me. Therefore, I won't be without. And if I let it shine for everyone else, there may be a limit and I may be without. But in fact, this is omnipresent. The soul force, the light force is omnipresent, omniscient. And therefore, no matter how much you share, there's always enough for you. The ancient yogis actually said that the ego is the glue, the adherence, that holds the soul in body. But along came certain masters who felt that they needed to be above and beyond the student body, knowing that that force of awareness, that force of self-awareness, that ego, that force of self-realization, would cause the student body to rise to the level of the teacher if the teacher became lazy and didn't continually grow herself or himself. And so what the teachers in that regalia would do is that they would say, oh no, ego is bad. Ego, be egoless, be egoless. Well, that's like saying be without the awareness of self. All right, there's benefit because without so much focus and form on the self, then you do get a chance to witness everyone and everything else. But what if you were to do it in a more powerful way? 
What if you were to do it in a way that stirred up all of who you are and allowed you to not only be all of who you are, but to share with everyone else around you and to be able to bring in new information from the universal mind and new grounding forces from the earth itself. This is what true mastery is. And this is when ego becomes your benefit. And to do that, we need to work with our entire physicality. And what ends up happening when we do it in this way, we are able to work with our entire physicality, physiology, and create filters so that the radiation, just like the earth creates its filter through its electromagnetic field, we create filters through our electromagnetic field and we only allow in that which we choose to allow in. We can focus this electromagnetic field and we can focus the ego so that it is able to distinguish and we can focus the ego so that it is able to share with all life knowing that it is just all a part of the total self. And what we end up doing then is we end up having what is called ego clarity. The Kriya for ego clear. It doesn't mean ego eliminator. It doesn't mean ego eradicator. It means ego clarifying so that the ego becomes the glue that allows you to become this benevolent master that is not only filling your cup, but it's filling your cup until it overflows. And in that way, you're able to flow upon everything and everyone around you. This is what it is that we are to do at this time. And so we must disregard how religion, how spirituality, how even common social structures tell you not to be in your ego. Discount, disregard that direction because know that that direction is just an echo of some ancient way of trying to subjugate the masters to reduce their excellence so that the lazy ones that were in governance, whether it was spiritual governance or religious governance or political governance or economic governance, whatever it was, could just sit at the top. Hmm. It is interesting because there's an old saying that the trouble with great leaders is they end up with many followers and, and the followers tend to be pedestal creators. And then when the great leader disappears, you know, off the face of the earth, when they pass, what ends up happening is that the followers 
either try to climb upon the pedestal, pull each other back. No, it's not you, it's me, but it's not you. Rather than spending the energy to create all of them on pedestals that rise while the master was alive, that rise to the level of the master, force the master to go higher, come rising, go higher, come rising, go higher. This is the carrot and the stick that leads the horse where the mastery is continually rising and the congregation is continually aspiring. Everyone working with that conscious awareness, which is the awareness of self, that ego, that id entity, and then allowing it to be benevolent. This is the way of the way, as in the Tao. And in this way, there are no differentiations because it is only, it is only in the sensation of superior natures that there becomes differentiations. Differentiations between one color skin and another color skin are completely ridiculous, to use a Sanskrit word. Yeah. So immature, so unevolved. The differentiation between gender. Yes, we have different responsibilities, but we don't have different importances. We don't have different levels on the hierarchy. All the religions that say men can do this, but women can't. They're bigots. They're bigots. They're bigots and the bigotry has had tradition. And so they no longer see it as bigotry, they see it as tradition. You see all the religions involved in this nature in some way or another, some more than others. And this is what gives ego a bad reputation. But ego is what ego does, what ego can achieve. And so that is the Om becoming Ong taken in the hands of Brahm to produce Hum. And Hum is your individuation. And that is served by your ego, and if you have your ego in a balanced state, then not only does it serve your individuation, but it serves all of creation. It serves everyone that's in your bubble, and it receives its information from the universal mind and its correlation of grounding from the earth itself. This is how soul force is able to enter the individuation of your physiology of your lifetime through an incarnation. And as you rise and honor the soul force while still maintaining that individuation, it's a tricky path, and you celebrate all of creation, this 
is the pedestal. This is the pedestal. And then you teach all of the others how to build their pedestals and you help them build their pedestals and then everybody rises and you become a tidal wave. You become a tidal wave that lifts everything equally. That is what we are looking to achieve. And that is what this Kriya, this Kriya for ego clear, for being ego clear, is all about. So let's just pause for a moment and sit within yourself and get a sense of how all of the others around you are holding space as you are. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more.